The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, February 19th, and it's cold outside, unless you've uh, not stuck your nose outside yet. It might be a little chilly out there. we got a great show today for you, and there is great weather coming for the next couple of weeks. A good opportunity for you to get out cold and crisp in the morning, warming up in the daytimes. Fishing ought to be biting. But you know what? There's not a ton of stuff going on right now. Or better yet, there's not a lot of guys going out fishing right now. I don't know what's going on, but I know what is happening behind the scenes and about to bust loose in some places, including monster stripers already being caught in the Delta by those people that know what the heck they're doing. And fantastic crappie fishing going on. Crab fishing still going strong. We've got Captain Zach Medina's hooking up with us talking sturgeon today. In just a moment, we're going to find out more about the California Dawn 2 from Captain James Smith. He'll tell you what stage he's at right now and when he's hitting the water again. I hear there might be a halibut or two showing up in the bay. Randy Pringle's got a Delta Bass and Striper action report for us. From the fishing instructor himself, Alan Fong, of course, joins us in our Fisherman's Warehouse What's Hot and What's Not segment. James Netzel, he'll be out in a late-season goose hunt in a lay-down blind. Hopefully, there'll be some geese flying around him this morning before we get off the air. They like to show up right after the show, usually. Randy Pringle's got our Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week. James Stone, the president of the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association, has a lot of info you need on salmon fishing. And the big meeting coming up, then they probably need your support for that, too. He'll tell you all about it. And, of course, Dave Hurley joins us with Western Outdoor News. And there's more, lots more. We're taking you live on the water and live in the blind today as we cruise around California looking for fun and excitement in the outdoors. Let's go right now to the man himself. I don't even know where he's at, but let's hook up with the captain of the California Dawn. Captain James Smith just dropped off when I hit the wrong button, so they're probably going to do something. You're Been gonna... doing this radio show long, sir? Long time. Push that one again. <laughs> do I have you, James? Yeah, you have me now. You hung up on me for a minute. Well, no, yeah. I just stuck you on hold or something for a while, but that's a good place for you. You've had me on hold for a couple of weeks. What the heck's going on with your boat, my friend? Well, um, well, we got, first of all, we got California Dawn one sitting in the slip here, getting, she's getting some lipstick and, you know, some paint and, uh, you know, just the, the typical end of the year maintenance. There's, there's not a lot going on for us Bay Area guys right now. We're just getting our boats ready and we're putting the door, put the door clean. back on, yeah, things like re- that. Put the door back the door. on. <laughs> uh, technical difficulties of the studio. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, but you know, the California Dawn 2 is, is getting ready to splash. We, we we got her in the shipyard down in Newport. Most of your listeners already know about it and been kind of following the pog- progress of the boat. We did all cosmetic and we did some exhaust systems, prop shafts. I put a new bait tank on the front of the boat. And um, now we're just getting ready to launch. I'm heading up to 22nd Street Landing 
where there's a guy there who all he does for a living is build galleys and build incredible, you know, pieces of art basically in a cabin. So that's our next stop. And, you know, it's funny, Sep. I, I looked at this the other day and I was, I was talking to my dad. I said, you know, my, my yard bill was more than I paid for my first two boats that I owned. <laughs> Plus, more than I paid for the Dawn, more than I paid for the Baywatch. And probably by the time I, I leave there, it'll probably be more than I paid for my crab boat. But I'll tell you what, we're building something really special that, that nobody's had a chance to fish on, you know, Southern California comfort, Northern California speed, but we're building it right now. So it's going to be a little while. Everybody's got to be patient. I'm going to probably be done. It's going to take about another month in the yard and then we'll, uh, we'll be ready. We'll be ready. We'll have that boat up here and we'll do a little unveiling and it's just going to be so cool. Everybody, I hope, people get a chance to come out and, and especially people have never come out on the boat just just check it out i mean you know fishing's going to be fishing the way it's always been business as usual but we're going to have something really cool for customers to fish on you know and just like the don you know you can roll in there get a cheeseburger get a you know get a sandwich or whatever you know hot coffee although you you could probably order a latte will there be a burrito boat. named after sep <laughs> <laughs> you know sep I honestly, I can't tell you if, if I can name a breed off this guy. I haven't seen this guy in the water in uh, I know. I don't know, years. Well, like, now that you're building this boat, though, James, you may see him. You know, he might be around. Yeah. Kent and I are just kind of looking for that just he and I out on the trip so, with you. Here's game. what I'm thinking, Sep. <laughs> I'm thinking there should be like a big wine and crab and cheese party when on, uh when the, decks, the dawn two comes right, back right there at the berkeley marina at the berkeley marina yeah. don't you that would be something we could probably i, take I think that would be on order preferably on a saturday because we can't be up that late on a friday and james. i'll bring a six-pack so yeah, it works absolutely. out cool and you bring the crab james yeah so. you just bring everything else james yeah <laughs> the, the floating hotel the great food hey, james you were talking to me on the phone earlier in the weekend talking about uh halibut starting to get moving around out there in the bay huh yeah, so check this out. So I know I'm going to have uh, one boat's definitely going to be off offline for the next month and a half, which is typically when we start our season, usually around the first week of April. But if you look outside and you see flowers starting to bloom on these trees, we are we are in, if we don't get any more rain, this spring is going to kick off real, real darn early, especially for the halibut. You know, the only thing keeping the halibut out is typically fresh water. Um, uh, we've always got, you know, historically we start seeing the, the halibut and the crab plots out in the ocean in like, you know, February, March, when they start, start trickling in and then they hit that Brax water line and they stop and the draggers just clean up. This is when the drag boats do the most damage, unfortunately, in the winter when you wouldn't naturally think about it. But a lot of fish starting to march in and there were some halibut actually caught this week, um, small tides, one boat had one boat had three another boat had three all big fish which kind of had me puzzled so they're either residential fish or maybe just some big fish marched in but you know how they got to live somewhere there's a lot of residential fish people don't realize that there there are halibut in the bay i know there's going to be sparse numbers being caught early but we may we may see that shot of residential fish biting on good conditions. You know, you may have a really good crack at, at an early season halibut. I'm talking like March. Yeah, but if, so, they, if the halibut are starting to move in there, isn't that going to move the stripers in too? 
Well, the Shriflers are already here. Um, there's are actually some big numbers down in San Pablo Bay. Nobody, nobody's fishing for them. Obviously. I, I can, there's some, I you know, very know some really good uh, sources here. I have some friends that have already had some big days on uh, trolling of all things. And usually, you know, usually with the water flows and stuff, the bay's all muddied up. Well, guess what? In these small tides, the water's been gin clear down below and the guys have already been getting plugging. So no no rain makes the whole system wonky, and it's kind of like, you know, crap throwing the dice on the table. It's like, oh, we don't know. Nobody knows. But, I mean, I, so I've been doing this, gosh, I've been doing this so many years. I've seen this pattern. It's it's an early pattern. When we get tons of rain, it's a late pattern. We don't start up till late. So things just get kicked in in high gear and some years with no rain, you know, it starts a month early and it catches a lot of people off guard. The next thing you hear, you know, there's all these halibut being caught um, when the guys are still up river, you know, kicking the snot out of the sturgeon. We're down here getting halibut. So we're going to fire up our trips early. I'm going to have the Calgon one and probably Captain Sean running it because my focus is going to be on the other, other boat. But uh, we're probably going to start up in early March here for Halibut and Striped Bass. So, well, that means, and if, that means people last, ought to be making their reservations pretty soon, too, because they're going to fill up before they know it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the trips start off start off uh, trolling. We don't have live bait. Usually, you know, you're like this. It's hard to say the guy's got a new bait boat, a brand-new bait boat. It's big. It's a 100-ton, 65-foot behemoth. They're going to be able to keep tabs with the bait this year really good. Uh, but they're still working out the bugs and some stuff. So, you know, bait is kind of an issue, but it's going to start off trolling. But, you know, figure in March, we're going to, we're going to start making our first trip. So hey folks, don't miss the opportunity to get out on this boat. You're going to, you're going to have the opportunity to be one of the first out on the boat of the future. And that's exactly what he's building. He's building something for 20 years from now. That's going to be first class in 10, 15, 20 years. So don't miss the opportunity to get on the California Dawn. Steve Carson, our own senior tuner, is also already booked a couple of dates, August 15th and 16th for the Penn Fishing Universities on the California Dawn. Is that the one we're going to crash? We'll crash it. No question about it. Yeah, we'll get the burritos that day. I guarantee it. August 15th and August 16th. Sounds like a long time off, doesn't it, folks? Well, we'll be going fishing before you do if you don't make a reservation right away. The Penn Fishing University is a great way to learn about saltwater. Tuna does many seminars all over the boat. And I'll tell you what, Captain James Smith will turn you into an expert saltwater angler in about 15 minutes if you just listen and do what he tells you to do. Because he does the same thing right outside his little cockpit there and seems to do okay, don't you, James? Uh, I've done it once or twice. A couple of fish here and there every now and then. All right, James, give them the hookup info they need. They got to get on the water and have a good time, and we will be joining you out there whether you want us or not. Sure, guys. Hey, the number here, 510-417-5557. Reach us on the web at CaliforniaDawn.com. Check out all the updates, photos, and all the all the improvements on the Dawn, too. California Dawn Sport Fishing on Facebook and also on Instagram. Guys, I'll look forward to seeing you out in the water. This I don't year. think he's I believing us. I know you're going to go. I, I, got, I got faith you're going to make one trip this year.
We'll be on with tuna. Count on it. Marilyn, mark the calendar. <laughs> We're coming with tuna. We're crashing can't, that party. Can't you bring that, that Regal Select we found yeah. in the back of the refrigerator? Yeah, we'll do that. We gotta have some classy stuff out there. <laughs> Take care, James. Thanks for hooking up with us. We appreciate it, my friend. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. See James buddy. Smith on board the California I think Dawn. He doubted us. Hey, we if you want to get down. booked on that trip that I was talking about with Senior Tuna, you can call Julie for reservations right now at 510-417-5557. I'm sure she appreciates this. Though. Yeah, give her a call right now. She'll love it. 615. She's probably awake. Uh, if she's not, she will be real quick. <laughs> Give her a buzz, get booked, and have a great time. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, we're hooking up with the man himself from Gate Crasher Fishing Adventures, Captain Zach Medinas, coming up next, talking sturgeon in the Delta. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips. Where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiberglass glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics sonar heated cabin fully electric galley for hot meals and restroom facilities they all make the california dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available the availability of fishing licenses bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable to find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the california dawn or to book a trip give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.californiadawn.com hi this is seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people. Well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat Ford. You'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at Ron Duprat Ford.com or call toll free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any place else? Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. 
Duckworth Boats. Hand-built by highly trained, skilled boat builders with pride, precision, and craftsmanship. With models from 18 to 40 feet. Designed for both fresh and saltwater activities. Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the entire line of Duckworth Boats. From outboard tillers to jets and inboards. The Advantage Navigator, Pacific Navigator, Pacific Pro, and Offshore Series. Exemplify Duckworth's attention to details. Gone Fishing Marine's trained sales staff will help get the Duckworth boat you need with the right power, performance, and accessories. No other boat compares. Be part of the legacy. Join the family of proud Duckworth owners. Learn more at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or duckworthboats.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Boy, some pretty good uh, temperature fluctuations going out there. I was running around in a T-shirt worrying about a sunburn the other day, and today I'm bundled up with long sleeves. It's What's so funny, you know, talk, James talking about the flowers. And, you know, I mentioned on my show that, you know, all the, you know, coming up through the valley. I was down in Central Valley this uh, this week, Seth, and... Uh, all the orchards are in full bloom down there. Hey, we the just hives are out. You know, we just I mean, had our trees pruned, and they've already just boom. They've already yeah. exploded into pink buds, and we got to protect that peach tree, Marilyn. And, and we know, you know, I mean, I know what that does for the for the black bass, and you know, I mean, they know winter's not over yet. Uh, drive south of Elk Grove right now, and and look around, and it's worth the drive if you if you just like watching uh, wildlife waterfowl sep. If you just drive I five south of uh, of Elk Grove between between Elk Grove and uh, Lodi, you know Highway twelve, there are so many speckle belly and snow geese uh, down there, and well, they're they're fattening up. They're on the green stuff, getting ready to go. Not today, that green stuff. Today's but, yeah, uh, <laughs> the kind you roll. No, but they're getting ready, you know, to make that trek back to uh, back to back to the nesting grounds well late season goose is going on today there's guys out yeah. there laying on their backs probably not till around 10 a.m or so these geese like to come in a little later than they everything. do but it's uh i mean there are still a ton of them in that delta area and you know dixon and uh you know all, all okay. through the green grass my area. backyard yeah your backyard. our canal all yeah, over the just, neighborhood just everywhere so but those are you can't shoot those geese in late goose season it's only snows and, and uh, speckerbelly. Well, whatever. There's just plenty of them around, and they mm-hmm. never leave, by the way. They're like, you know, my dog goes out to the pasture, and he's going, that's the biggest well, damn Well, you know, this I've one might seen. be the north, the far north. I don't even know what. There's so damn many of these late-season hunts. This could be a late-season Canada hunt he's on to. Well, it wouldn't surprise me, but we've got uh, James Netzel live in the blind today, and we have an option of heading over to Justin Leonard, who's also laying down in a flat blind today. Nice. We'll be checking in with them and see what kind of action they do expect or that they'll be getting here shortly. I can't keep tabs on all these waterfowl seasons once duck season's over. I understand the way that works. <laughs> you know, did you get even an opportunity to get I out? I did with? not. I did not. Oh, know? that's got to hurt. That's well, better. I just real job. Well, yeah, we we had a lot going on, and and it was just you know we didn't quite have a lot of ducky weather either. Um, you noticed, you know, yeah. So, and you know, to walk across to to do it like I used to do it when I was really mad at those Canadian geese, I'm not that mad at them anymore. So, it's just kind of slowing down. As well, you mellow out. You know, it's carrying those two dozen goose decoys across a flooded, muddy rice field, laying a rice check. I saw guys today with their yeah. quads in the back. And I'm thinking, are they going out there just today to yeah. haul all that out? They had oh, yeah. 
two truck or truck in front with two quads in it. They had a truck in back that looked like a it trailer. carried everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That's what they're. And doing. I'm thinking, boy, it's going to be fun. Go out and shoot for two hours and come home. Yeah. Start putting decoys out about two in the morning. And then start cleaning birds. <laughs> mm. Is that great? Mm. I'd rather shoot a cow. Yeah, well, exactly. That's a way better barbecue. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, let's check out what's going on in the Delta. Captain Zach Medinas with Gate Crashers Fishing Adventure has been hitting sturgeon out there. Clients canceled for today, I hear, but let's go live to him right now, and we'll check in on Why some... Why would you cancel today? Why I mean, would... Absolutely really? gorgeous day like that. Let's find out from Captain Zach himself. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, guys. How are you? Why in the world would anybody cancel on a beautiful day like today? Uh, you know, they're construction guys, and they say, oh, we've got to work this Saturday and finish a project. I'm like, well, geez, I had work today, too. <laughs> but, yeah, I had work you know, today, they, too, funny they, thing. Yeah, they paid for their trip, and, they, you know, so they told me to keep the money, so I guess I'm going to do chores or something. Man, I, I still really wanted to go fishing. Oh, hey, we could, we you know. be down at the dock at what time, so? Oh, we can be down there about 8.30, 8.45, Zach. Right, there's a paid-for boat just sitting there. Yeah, we should definitely take that opportunity well zach what's been going on this past week with sturgeon action i know water temperatures have got to be warming up the temperatures are probably getting pretty close to ideal ranges but with this cold flask that's coming in right now it might delay it a bit what's the history of this kind of weather and its impact on sturgeon well the fish right now you know there's i see a lot more fish on the graph um unfortunately i don't see a lot more on the bottom so i don't know a lot a lot of them are here but they're not really feeding and we do have a lot of fish coming up now. Finally, we're seeing them from the uh, salt water. And the way you can tell is, you know, you got fish that are, you know, got some spots on them that have got sea lice, kind of like a dog with fleas all over them. We're starting to see some of those fish. And those, as they get further up the system, those uh, sea lice will die and they'll fall off. But it's just an indication that the uh, the fish that are going to come up and hopefully spawn, I don't know, they're going to have the right conditions once they get further up river uh, with a low water and, uh, you know, gosh, I hate that word drought. But um, if we don't get some rain, you know, they're not going to have the right conditions, but they're coming up to do it. Well, they've got uh, two weeks of uh, decent weather and about a week and a half from now on a Wednesday, we got a 24% chance of rain and there's some percentages that are hanging around that neck of the woods. Hopefully something will change and bring us a little water, but you know, Maryland's been talking drought again for a long time. I've been going, oh, it's not over yet. Well, that was a month ago I was saying that. So uh, it's <laughs> it's looking a little snug right now, no doubt about it, and we certainly need all the water we can get. So Mother Nature, just turn the damn stuff on for us, please. Well, Zach, right, right. Zach sturgeon fishing uh, has gone from catch one after 200 hours of fishing to uh, take an expert guide and go out and catch and release whatever you want. It's become routine for people like you it is not routine for those clients is it they go nuts no. when they get their hook up they are just digging on this whether it be a first time experience or the 10th time they've ever done it they really get into this don't they oh yeah and it's just it's just kind of a nice thing like i say often it's you know something that you know i got a pretty good handle on when i was younger and you're out there getting doubles getting triples and and you're doing it with your buddies but um, I don't know. It's just like a bit of wealth that you can share with people. And, you know, you do that in different ways. And for me, it's like, you know, we every once in a while we have a pretty wild day where we catch 20 slot and oversize. And to be able to do that with a family, a bunch of, 
brothers, dad, and uncles, and and give them a memory like that that they can hold on to forever. It's, hey, it just makes it's a nice gift. It makes their day, no doubt about it. And we don't know what's going on within these families, you know, structure. It might be the biggest thrill of the life. It might be the last fishing trip for somebody. They're just going out and having a great time together. And I, I got to tell you. The, the opportunities for sturgeon fishing that I had when I was young were everywhere. We'd go out all the time. I lived in Concord. We'd launch over at Martinez. We'd go out in a 12-footer if we needed to and go out there and anchor right off the main lanes as these big tankers are going by with us clutching our vest. But we were sturgeon fishing. We'd go days without a bite, or we probably didn't know we had a bite. was more like it. It's doing everything right at the same time to that causes a success in sturgeon fishing. And you had the opportunity to learn from one of the best out there, Mr. Rich Tipton that used to own Lucky Strike. No, that's very true. Yeah. Rich, Rich put a lot of things into me that are still with me today. You know, it, uh, I usually start my seminars by telling people, you know, we'd go hit a spot and this is on our own time and, and we catch, you know, three or four fish really quick, leave them biting, uh, do the same thing at another place and repeat, repeat. At the end of the day, we probably caught 10 fish or 12 fish and, you know, legal and oversized. I'm not counting the little ones. And uh, he would look at me and he'd say, Zach, uh, we caught fish in just about everywhere we went today. And I go, yeah, we did. And he goes, that, that's pretty good, huh? I go, yeah. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't focused so much on the numbers, but I tell people that, like, at the end of the day, he kind of wanted to feel like he had his hand on the pulse of the river, you know, and it's always an understanding of nature when you're hunting and fishing. That's what you're really looking for. You know, it's interesting you would say that with a hand in the river. The mo- the biggest compliment I ever got from somebody, I took a woman and her son out fishing. They were divorced, and she wanted to have him a good day on the water. And we went out on the water, and we just knocked the snot out of him. And, you know, I could see him hitting the line. I was trolling. I could see him. All right, I got one on here. And I'd play games with a kid. I bet one hits that in just a minute, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we caught tons of fish. And at the end of the day, the mother came over to me and said, I just want to thank you very much and tell you it was like you had your hands in the water the whole time and knew what was going to happen next. I didn't want to destroy that image of me. I was just lucky that day, but boy, that was a great compliment. And there you share the same kind of compliment from Mr. Tipton and others that you've fished with too. It's just a great opportunity, folks, to go out and share an experience like this. Please do it. It'll change you forever. There's no doubt about it. Zach, give them all the hookup info they need. Sure. You can get a hold of us uh, by calling us 925-497-7171, gatecrasherfishing.com, also social media, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, I want to say one other thing, Sep, that uh, trip we did with that lady, she has the uh, YouTube channel, uh, Badass Outdoors. Badass, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's out right now, and uh, it's pretty cool. I I think you'll like the episode. It starts off with uh, you and I on the radio, and (laughs) you you know, you got some of your audio spliced over it, and a good shout-out to the show, man, and um, yeah, I hope everybody gets on our YouTube I already watched it. I hope everybody will go over there and watch it. It was really kind of good. It was the interesting perspective for me sitting at home watching an interview that I did with you live on the water, and then bam, you're out on the water fishing. Great times. Well, Zach, uh, they, all they got to do is go over to your YouTube channel, Gate Crasher Fishing, and it'll, they'll be able to find it there. Um, yeah, it's on Badass Outdoors. So if you look at Badass Outdoors and, uh, you know, go through or maybe just Badass Outdoors and Sturgeon, you'll, That's you'll Ash, find the video. short for Ashley, folks, in case you have a yeah, hearing yeah. problem. <laughs> right. yeah, Zach, thank, thanks. So, yeah. Go ahead. No, it gives us a, it, it'll give you a good glimpse into, uh, into all of our lives and and how it is on the water and 
how our day starts a lot of times for, with uh, California sportsmen. So yep. it's, it's a cool video. I hope it, you enjoy it. It woke me up a little bit. I appreciate it. Zach, you have a great one. Thanks for what you did with the video, and thanks for joining us and sharing with our listeners this morning. Thank you for having me on the show. All right. Take care and have a good relaxing day off today. He's going to have some fun. Hey, you know, our next guest, I called him up yesterday and I just pulverized him. Hey, I need this. I need that. He's, oh yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Joining us right now is the man himself from Best Bass Tournaments, the fishing instructor, Mr. Randy Pringle joins us live. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, guys. You're not laying in a blind out chasing ducks or anything because duck season's closed and you're not out there shooting geese this morning. What is going on in your world? Is it transition time? Can't hit the nail on the head. Um, dude, I'm too old to go out there in those cloud <laughs> fields in that white suit and, and fall in face first in mud. Oh, fun. Just not that mad at him anymore, are we, Pringle? <laughs> dude, I, I, they're pretty. Let I, them fly. <laughs> I remember walking out of an ISC show. I was going goose. I was going to go shoot honkers in the morning before the show, God forbid. And I remember Marilyn said, they mate for life. And I told Marilyn, that's why the limit's two. And I kept walking. <laughs> I'm not that mad at him anymore. <laughs> I'm just not that mad at him anymore, Randy. Yep. And then you tear open the pack and you push them. It looks like a cigar pack. And then you push one out and you say, taste these. Aren't they good? Aren't they good? <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly right. Well, Shep, Randy is in transition because next week kicks off the northern region of the best bass tournaments, Lake Berryessa. And they are catching and some big bass. Uh, yeah, he he's actually resting up because he's going to have to lift those weigh bags onto the scales next week. Yeah, it sounds like Oh, a- dude, it's, you know, it's people are asking me, hey, you know, I've gotten call after call already oh, oh we got early spring look at all the the, the all the almond trees and yep. the orchards and they're gorgeous i said slow your roll yep because this is where roller coaster comes in it's- you're going to have your up days and you're going to have your down days i looked at the lows for next week and it's going to be in the high 30s highs in the 50s i'm going to stop things a little bit yep little chill on the water. These these anglers always run out there, and they start throwing stuff, and they start beating the water, and all you see is a froth. Gary Klein one time, he goes, son, you make a lot of froth out there. I was just (laughs) throwing lures out there. And I go, yeah, I kind of do, don't I? He goes, just slow it down. And that's what really, you know, when I talked to Sepp, he goes, well, what are you going to be talking about? I said, well, the roller coaster is the main thing, but – Realize that because these fish are wanting to move up, they'll pull out just as fast as they move up. I always like something real slow. You know, throw like a general, and I throw, you know, like a big power worm, 10-inch power worm. And I'll do that weightless on a 10-inch power worm, which people look at me going, what? Mm. All I want to do is Quarter ounce weight and a 10-inch power worm. Just toss it out there as tight as you can and just do the slowest drag back. Just crawl it back slow and see if you can get one of those big babies coming up that want to check out the area, talk to the, talk to the mister saying, hey, where are we going to put our house and where are you <laughs> going to build that, you know, build that nest? And that's what you're going to have to do. Just slow it down. Now, you might go out there and throw some search baits out there, you know, a glide bait, you know, or or throw out something that's going to just stay in the strike zone, maybe a square bill and stop and go. But predominantly, it's going to be a general 10-inch power worm 
And I'll be honest with you, I'm going to go with lighter line because I want that bait to stay down. The lighter line will stay down. And on my pure fishing tip of the week later in the show, I'm going to be talking about setting yourself up for success in regards to your gear. So don't miss that episode on the SEP show right there. You know, it's all about just keeping that bait in the strike zone. Numerous casts. It, these fish are not jumping in the boat yet. They're going to be, but they're not yet. There's the peaks in the valleys, the roller coasters. We're ready. They're not quite there yet. But we're it's ready. Just not this. Yeah. And you're going to hear, guys, this is what kills everybody, kills us guys, you know, that, oh, man, I hear it's red hot. Mm-hmm. That day, mm-hmm. that day doesn't mean tomorrow. Well, we all know. I mean, there's there's day. tournaments all over, All you know, there's, Tournament of Berryessa this weekend, clear, like all over, you know, different places. And you're going to hear about the the winning weights, Randy. Everybody's going to go, oh, it, was, it took 30 pounds to win, clear, like we got to get up there. And you go, yeah, you read down to about 15th place, and it took 16 pounds. Yeah, where would Sep fit in that <laughs> listing? Look down about 79th you know, and see. You know. You're like, yeah, I mean, somebody got on them, and they weighed a big bag. But uh, in general, when you start reading down the weights and, and – you know, well, then that's the average. It's, it's coming. Get down yeah. to the average. Yeah, get down, get down to the average. And, and it's coming, man. You guys, it's coming for you, sure. you guys have been playing the game too dang long. I, <laughs> I, I run into that all the time. Man, we got to get out. We got to get out. 30 pounds. I'm like, dude, those were the winners. <laughs> yeah, they, they won. <laughs> uh, that's how that worked 100 out. 100 guys went out, and he caught more than anybody. That's right. <laughs> that no, ain't going to be in your boat. Thus, he's holding the trophy on the podium. Yeah, and I give credit too, Randy, because you know today uh, the the kayak boys are loose, and and you, if folks are going fishing on Folsom, they need to know this. But uh, the kayak boys are loose. Uh, uh, Yakabass group over a hundred kayaks on Folsom today out of Granite Bay. So uh, be aware of them What's out the there. Limit but, on those. I know that's usually the limit is what two in possession. One on each side of the boat normally is one uh, on each side <laughs> of the boat. Yeah, okay. not I matching colors either. They can't be matching colors. Stop! Oh my gosh. <laughs> But now it's, you know, just I give them credit because, you know what, it, it's cold out there to kayak right now. Oh, baby. Dude, don't touch the water. Oh, these I mean, guys have them rigged up, though, Seth. They're a $10,000 kayak. I watch a guy moo-moo outdoors on YouTube every now and then. This guy, <laughs> I'm not even going he, he's insane. He goes out, he fastest four-person crab limit he's ever had, bringing it up in a kayak. The guy is all over the place catching big fish. Uh, they're running, they're running 36 volt lithium batteries. They're running torpedo motors, which sounds like something Pringle order in a Mexican restaurant. Avocado sauce. Yeah, exactly there. right. But I mean, dude, they're running these bad trolling motors and it, and they've got some range, man. They'll get all over the lake. Absolutely. Well, Randy, the, it's, it's amazing that we, we sit there, we spend 90, 80, 90, 100 grand on a boat. Yeah. And these guys, they're going, well, you know, we can't afford that. We're buying a kayak. Well, we used to be able to get those for 300 bucks. Yeah, right. Uh-uh. Their Not kayaks anymore. cost what our first bass boats cost us, Absolutely. Randy. I mean, these guys 100%. really rig them up nice. And- on that West Coast boat, used to cost seventeen thousand. They're getting right up in there with all the gizmos on it. Well, they're running. They're running Active Image Target. Uh, you know, live live Active Image. They're They've running live units. State of the art equipment. Absolutely, on these no yeah, question. They definitely it. have them dialed in. So that, that part's. And this cool. is one of the guys that goes over and hits Berryessa at the right turnover mm-hmm. time down there at Puda Creek by the bridge. So he, he's he's figured it all out. Yes. They're having a great time doing it. And what ease and operation getting around. I mean. Zane. So how many boats are you going to have at Berryessa next week, Randy? 
Well, you know, um, traditionally we'll have over 100. Right. Um, and that is the Berryessa. That's our northern division opener. A lot of guys will fish that one from the Delta Wine Division because they'll come back there two weeks after that. They'll come back to the Delta Wine. Yep. So they want to pick it off so they can run their lim- limit of seven tournaments, automatically qualify for the Tournament of Champion. It's a great way to do it. You can learn the water if you haven't come out and fished Berryessa. Berryessa is going to fish great because the – the last year, it was limited. You just couldn't get on the water due to the fires and COVID. They just wouldn't let a lot of tournaments. Now that the tournaments are starting to go out and this weather elevating, there's one coming up this week, um, going to be a tournament, and then ours is the following week. Yep. And I think we're going to hit it just about right where you can catch your PB of your spotted bass, your smallmouth bass, or your largemouth bass. And I think the opportunities are really, really good to see some a, a good bite. Yeah, should be great. Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor. Get on board with him. Have a great day of guided fishing out in the Delta for either stripers or black bass, and you'll be learning from one of the best. Randy, give him the hookup. And if they're interested in going to fish the best bass tournament set, it's bestbasstournaments.com. Give him the hookup, Randy. And you guys can give me a call at Erico 209-543-6260 or get on the web, fishinginstructor.com. Hey, let's get on those fish, guys. Randy, thanks. We appreciate a great deal. Have a great one, my friend. All right. Talk to you in an hour. Randy Randy Pringle, the fish. You know what you're doing. He's got the pure fishing tip coming. You took the afternoon off, didn't you? You just like booked everybody in what, about 10 minutes or what? Uh, 15. Gave Pringle two segments. 15, 15. No, I did Because we know where Tuna's at. He's at that big saltwater show. Well, I had to use Randy for the pure fishing tip. No question about that. Yeah, signing babies and kissing hats. And then I figured we got to transition from duck season because that's all he's talked about lately. And it just played right into what's going on. It's transition time. Start thinking about the Delta. Start thinking about bass, whether they're black or striped. It doesn't matter. It is time. Quick break right now. When we come back, we've got the RV and destinations, and I'm talking about you being in space. It's time you head to the calm and productive waters of Bodega Bay and climb aboard the newest and nicest charter boat around, the Real Magic. Owned and operated by Mike Ogney and Captain Merlin Cole, this fully updated 34-foot catamaran is 12 feet wide, extremely stable, and powered by 700 horsepower. Equipped with all the latest in electronics and state-of-the-art equipment to ensure a successful day, the Real Magic will get you on the fish fast and back to harbor in comfort and safety. Don't miss your opportunity to fish with the best. Real Magic. Call 707-875-BOAT and check them out on the web at realmagicsportfishingcharters.com. When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. Elkhorn Bait has high-quality rods and reels for every type of fishing in Northern California, from trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, pile worms, blood worms, night crawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street in Elkhorn Boulevard. West of Watt, 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. France is the 
leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Marantz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. It's time for RVing and Destinations, sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value in pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. Hey, today I want to talk to you about space, everybody. Not outer space, but inner space. Storage space when you're using an RV. You know, I don't have the big spacious fifth wheel, 37 feet long that I used to. Now I've got everything in 24 feet. We had to make some hard decisions in our Class C motorhome, what we were going to leave behind. And some of the things that get left behind are quite often things like kayaks and bicycles or electric bikes and barbecues and generators just because there's not space to store it all but when you think of all the things that you would wish you could have along with you if it would fit into the rv you'd be a lot happier well there's three things you can think of right off the top that i've already mentioned people like to take kayaks out there that takes a lot of space normally on the outside the big motorhomes no problem slide right inside that's on those big diesel pushers and such Electric bikes, you can hang that thousand to five thousand dollar bike on your back of the rig just like a ladder and have it stolen any night you want, or you can keep it inside, or you can sleep with it inside the RV, or baby better yet, leave it at home because it's just another big thing that really didn't fit. The other thing is everybody's I mean they're taking smokers like Traegers now. Really? Come on, if you want barbecue flavor out there, you might have to compromise a little bit. Instead of taking a big barbecue along when you're limited amount of storage on board, and you know, there's some neat $5 portable barbecues that come in an aluminum tray with a rack and everything on it. Throw a match on it, the whole thing lights, you can barbecue and throw it all away. The generators are something you really have to think about when you're out there. And if you're out without one, you're totally reliant on the battery in your rig or car or camper motorhome, class C, class B, whatever you own, you're totally reliant on the power in that battery. And you know, after you use it during the day or at the night, if you're using a heater on board, God forbid, turn that key in the morning, you might hear a clicking sound or nothing at all. 
Not a sound you want to hear when you're out on the road. So generators do make it easy. They're a little noisy, but they do give you power when you need it. You always got to remember your quiet hours, you know. After 10 o'clock at night and after before 8 o'clock in the morning, you usually shut everything off or some rules, but most campgrounds have rules. And then there's always the solar power. I bought the Jackery. I haven't had to use it yet. 1500 fully charged lithium battery pack with solar panels that'll charge by the sun in just a few hours or you can plug it in and recharge it when you do have power and it allows you to use almost everything on board except your big fan for the heating system and air conditioning they aren't going to work off of it but soon they'll have some i'm sure for all of us so space is important i take along an electric bike we'll sleep with it if we have to it's great transportation when you have a class c motorhome like us and we're not taking a motorcycle or anything along with us. So that's the only thing I really miss out on. I found those great options for the barbecues. Five bucks a time, throw it away after you use it. And my rig has a generator in it, which is built in. I really don't have to worry too much about that unless I'm running out of fuel. So it's always a good thing to think about. Your fuel may be propane running your generator or your fuel may be gasoline, whatever it is. Make sure you're full, comfortable, and ready to go with the toys that you need, not the toys you wish you had. And then maybe just buy a bigger motorhome. Get a hold of my friends at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome, and they'll fix you up with a real big one, I'm sure. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and a huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now it's time for Shimano's What's Hot and What's Not. Brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Built upon a C14 Plus body for both a lightweight feel and carbon rigidity, the new Shimano Van Ford Spinning Reel incorporates a Magnum Light Rotor to benefit anglers with a quick response in critical situations. The new Shimano Van Ford features Shimano's Cold Forge Hagany gear, as well as Silent Drive and Micro Module Gear 2 technologies to produce power transfer like never before, while also boasting next level of rotational performance. All Shimano rods, reels, tackle, and accessories are available at Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Stop in and experience eternally smooth reeling with Shimano. And joining us live this morning is the man himself, the rod father, the manager of the Fisherman's Warehouse right here in Sacramento, Mr. Alan Fong joins us now. Good morning, Al. Morning. How you guys doing? Uh, not as good as you and those three stripers you sent me the pictures of last night. Uh, you want to tell our listeners what's going on out there for starters? Yeah. Well, fish are starting to show up. Um, that was done on uh, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of boats out there. Um, my coworker was there, and I were there. We were way back inside up north in Liberty, and uh, we were throwing fish traps first, and we were catching fish you know up to 10 pounds and then i decided to pick up this prototype lure 
and uh, the flutter spoon that's done by Rick Teague. And, oh, man, I slayed him on that thing. I We probably lost four or five fish because of the hooks he put on it. And uh, But saw two other ones. One of them was probably 30. Um, biggest one we landed was 25. But it was fun. And that bait will be out in about three weeks. Are they changing the hooks on that, or what What seemed to be the issue with the hook? No, because the way it falls, it, it's uh, four inches. And when I first took it out, I took it to Berryessa, and I slaughtered the bass on it, too. And what it does is when you're letting it out, it, it chatters when it goes down, and then it goes down about maybe a foot, and then it stops. And it doesn't move for two or three seconds, and then it starts chattering again, and then it stops. And it goes down and stops. And I even asked Rick, did you do this? And he says, no. And he goes, it's not going to stop. It weighs an ounce. How could it stop? So he went out and threw it. And he called me and he said, I don't know what the hell's going on, but it stops. <laughs> and it triggers those bites. Don't change anything. As long as it nope. triggers a bite, that's exactly what you want. Well, I'll tell you what, those are pretty impressive stripers out there, especially when a lot of guys are saying, gee, we're just not seeing them out here. Are they fishing the wrong areas this time of year with the temperatures and everything fluctuating the way they are? Um, they're there. And, you know, those big fish, they're looking for that squaw fish to eat, you know, that one meal type fish. And this is probably one of the first times in a long time that I've found fish of that quality schooled up. And uh, they're in two to three feet of water. Two to three That's feet. That's where the food is. Yeah. The food's in there. They're holding the food up against the wall, probably just like the trout do at Berryessa when that happens. But the interesting yeah. thing to me is with the water temperatures warming up in the shallows, that's great. But then the cold temperatures at night, I mean, it's in the 30s this morning when I woke up in Vacaville. It had to be awful cold on the edge of the water. This must, must be frustrating the hell out of these fish. One way yeah, or does. one way or another would be nice for the fish, I think. Yeah, they don't until we get you know our nights dropping you know down to like forty four, forty five, and then it'll really start to happen. Right now, you know when it goes down to thirty seven at night, it takes them a little while, you know. So you got to give it time. Um, those a buddy of mine went, went yesterday and he sent me a video. He hit a rock pile out there and just jacked his boat up. <laughs> it looked like someone took a grinder to it. Well, my goodness. It's uh, shallow water in places. The rocks aren't moving in the delta like they do some in the rivers. But uh, you got to know where they are, have them marked, and be careful out there, especially with all the tournaments and everything getting ready to start up. Yeah, and this guy fishes out there twice a week. <laughs> he found a new one. Well, <laughs> I've, I've been in the river and I heard this little ping sound about a hundred times going, what was that ping sound I heard? And I'm just still cruising up the river and ping, ping. Well, you can find out what it is when you pull the boat out of the water and see the knot that used to be your prop. Yeah. That's when you there call you Gary Peeler. Yes, you do. No, you just take it off and buy a new one in the shape that one was in. Well, Alan, I haven't asked you yet about Berryessa. Let's do our Bob Smalley report on what's going on at Berryessa. What have you heard? Then I'll tell you what I've heard. Um, I heard a bait coming up a little bit, like 50 feet. Um, I didn't go last week. I went, yeah, I did go, went, but I went bass fishing. And then um, the bass bite, excellent there. And uh, the salmon, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm going tomorrow. 
I don't think it's going to happen like it did last year. You That's two, sure. You two no. have spent four months on shoulda, woulda, coulda. And four it, months? It, it, I spent $400. <laughs> yada, yada about Barry. It just... Take my approach it's to it. not going to happen. Take my approach. No, no Barry S. Is Don't the, go there. Go somewhere else. Barry S. is one of the That's, finest fisheries okay. in the North State. Just take my approach on yeah. that place, Seth. Yeah, don't, he doesn't want to catch big bass, apparently. But I'll tell you what, folks, the, the king salmon will be there for you. This They're going to spawn here in a couple of maybe a month or maybe a month and a half. We'll have an opportunity for them. Yeah. They're going to be heading up yeah. in those same areas. And if we get a little bit of rain, it's going to be over. They're going to be up and moving and it's going to be happening. If you just follow through and plant those coconut and clear like, like we've been talking about, it'd be a much better program. <laughs> They'd all be laying on the bottom of the lake. One thing you can count on though is the, the salmon will be available at Berryessa to the trollers because trollers are going to start hitting it pretty quick because every year there's guys out there in March and April saying they're catching coconut already. So it's just a matter yeah, of time. No, You're going to have the probably a normal year where we race around. It isn't going to be that easy. They're all hanging out here because we had plenty of rain, and they're here for a reason, and they're hungry. I don't think we're going to see that this year, but I sure got my fingers crossed. I got enough of those jigs and weights and fluorocarbon line to line the entire house of mine <laughs> right now. So it's a, it's a bit of an investment. The other thing I hear that's going on a lot, Alan, right now is crappie fishing. The guys are running around they're getting some big slabs not only in the delta but a lot of the lakes too yeah they're um i heard they were i've been looking for them at Berryessa, you know when i'm there but i haven't found any there normally this time of year that lake's really strange this year i don't know what's going on well and i think the salmon bite will happen but it's going to be a short window yeah it will be no doubt about that and the rainbow trout will still be there they're going to live for years they're going to get growing and they're going to be bigger and some of the salmon that you'll be catching will be a little bit larger too as a result of them not being caught already but they will probably spawn and die just like they do in the ocean here pretty soon. So it's a non-guilty fish. You can go up there and catch all you want and take them because they're going to die of old age anyway. Alan, I want to thank you for hooking up with us today. we got to fly and get into our next segment. Thank you so all much. Right. And, folks, if you need anything, scoot to your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse store and make sure you get it, whether it's in Manteca, Fairfield, or right here in Sacramento where Alan runs the show. Thanks, Al. All right. All right. Take yeah. care. Let's quick break right now. We come back. Mr. Ogney is going to be joining us with our saltwater and coastal report right after this. If you're looking for the newest from Shimano, you'll see it first at Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. From Shimano's freshwater rods and reels to offshore tackle to conquer even the hardest fighting game fish, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores and Shimano have it all. Join Gate Crasher Fishing and Captain Zach Medinas for an epic fishing adventure on California's Delta, San Francisco Bay, or out the gate. For professionalism and great service, join Gate Crasher Fishing for an impressive trip that will keep you returning season after season, no matter what species you pursue. Captain Zach believes in the tradition of harvesting sustainable fish, such as king salmon, rock cod, halibut, and striped bass, seasonally, and also fishes white sturgeon. Great for corporate team building, family recreation, or friends just having fun. Book now for the trip of your lifetime. Call Gate Crasher Fishing, 925-497-7171. And learn more at GateCrasherFishing.com. Come on out and experience our difference. Hook up. 
Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? Brad's sight, scent, and vibrations. That's what makes Brad's super baits and cut plugs killers for salmon, trout, and kokanee. And here's a tip. If you haven't tried the kokanee and mini cut plugs for midday salmon, large trout, or landlocked kings, you're absolutely missing out on the action. Brad's Killer Fish is the truest running J-plug on the market. Just ask the NorCal guides. It's quickly becoming the go-to plug for solid hookups. Check Brad's out at your favorite tackle retailer or at Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to Excellence Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fishermen and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. For high thrust power, performance, and portability, pick up the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust Four Stroke. Its streamlined design is up to 12% lighter than previous high thrust models. Still, it delivers up to twice the thrust of comparable two strokes. It's the perfect kicker and a great choice for sailboats, john boats, or deep Vs. Any small craft that begs maximum muscle in an efficient, lightweight package needs the Yamaha T9.9 High Thrust four stroke pick one up at bucks outport 2750 47th ave in sacramento family operated for over 50 years bucks carries the full line of yamaha parts and accessories and has service you can count on bucks outboard the sportsman's choice 916-428-3917 or bucksoutboard.com hi lenny lapita here for bucks outboard i'm inviting you to come down and check out our full line of yamaha outboards great deals going on right now you can catch us on the web at www.bucksoutboard.com or give me a call at 916-428-3917. I'll be waiting for you. France is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorange Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. Now, now here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our salt Water Bay and Coastal Report. Yeah, and that was Mike Ogney. I hope you appreciated it. Good morning, Michael. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? We're listening to you talk fast this morning, my friend. I'm going to talk fast. It's been beautiful out on the uh, coast. Come on down, catch some crabs. Great numbers still out of uh, Bodega Bay. I'm sure there are plenty of crabs to be caught outside of the Golden Gate. But and you about- got the you got the real magic back in the water again now, too. We got the real magic back in the water. She's all prettied up coming out of the uh, boat yard and looking forward to the, uh, to the uh, rock cod season, which is going to start here in, in April. So we'll be doing combo trips on crab and rockfish to start. And, uh, you know, in about three weeks, we'll be talking about, you know, the upcoming salmon options. We'll know then, uh, we'll know on March 2nd what our options are, are going to be. We can start forming a season and a game plan, uh, when those come out here in uh, just a few weeks, but uh, looking forward to getting back out in the salt, and then we have a nice cold snap moving in, so maybe that's going to help that turnover at Lake Berryessa with colder temps and a little bit of wind. Well, we had a little bit more wind the other day, and uh, it didn't do it. It 
two days of blowing from the north, and it still hasn't. And everybody's right. These fish are moving up to 45 to 60 feet, and then the bait's dropping right back down again. So it's they'll come up and they'll stay up one of these days. Just hasn't happened yet. Mike, what's going on with well, the what's going on with steelhead fishing with our low waters and the emergency uh, closures and everything else? In uh, California, it's just kind of uh, uh, game over right now. Super super low flows. I just looked at the Smith River uh, 15 minutes ago. It's 6.2 feet. That's like that's like gin you know gin clear. Here, you know, huge visibility. It came up about four inches from that little storm that they had moving on through. It did nothing to improve it. Um, if you're going to go and chase steelhead, go on up to Oregon. One of my favorite streams is the Umpqua in the uh, spring. Uh, March can be a fantastic year. I've done double digits up there with guides the past couple of years. The Umpqua up around H- Highway 5 in the uh, in the uh, Roseburg area is a real good bet this time of year. What size are the fish normally up there? About 8 pounds, up to 10, 11. Um, it's out with my sister last year for two days, and we had back-to-back double-digit days. And just, uh, it's a lot of fun. And just it's just nice to float new streams and not just hit California all the time. But right now with these uh, drought conditions that we're going through, you're going to have to look in other areas to uh, to find good uh, good steelhead fishing. Well, I don't even want to think what the Eel River looks like right now, and that's to me is one of the most beautiful steelhead rivers you can float. Yeah, and it, it actually became last summer so low it was disconnected. It was down to just pools with long dry stretches in between. So it's getting uh, getting scary dry up on the uh, up on the north coast, and that's not good for future generations of fish. Well, let's get Mother Nature on the phone again and get it handled. Mike, thank you for your abbreviated report today. We certainly appreciate it, my friend, and uh, I will be in touch. we got a quail point hunt coming. Sounds good. All right, my friend, you have a great one, and we'll talk to you then. Folks, you know how it works. we got a whole other hour coming your way. We're going to kick it off in just a minute with Captain James Netzel out on a late-season goose hunt. He'll probably tell you what's going on with stripers out in the Delta at the same time. And there's more, lots more, so stick around. Listen to California Sportsman for more information all about the outdoors next. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Zepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Waterfowl season is winding down, but that doesn't mean you have to quit hunting. Quail Point is open through March for pheasants, quail, or chucker hunts. If you don't have a bird card, we always offer day shoots as long as birds are available. Call or text to make reservations at 530-735-6217 or check out quailpoint.com. 
If you're looking for the latest from Shimano, Fisherman's Warehouse Stores are your Shimano headquarters for Northern California. With locations in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield, Fisherman's Warehouse and their knowledgeable employees will help you make the right selections for all of your angling needs. The new Shimano Stratic C300, C400, and 500 models will increase your hookup rate and are equipped with Shimano's cross-carbon drag system. From Shimano's freshwater spinning and casting rods and reels to deep-sea saltwater angling, Fisherman's Warehouse and Shimano have it all. Be sure to check out our online store at fishermanswarehouse.com. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lawrence electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse, Vegas stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all, and their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lawrence Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lawrence Live and the full line of Lawrence products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and I am not going to waste any time telling you what's going on. I want to get to this guy right now because I want to pick his brain. Let's get hooked up with the man himself from Tight Lines Guide Service. Let's climb on board. No, let's not. Let's lay on the ground next to him. He's probably not even laying down yet. Let's hook up with Tight Lines Guide Service. Captain James Nettel out on a late-season goose hunt today. Good morning, Captain. Oh, good morning. I'd, I'd like to be uh, running around. I'm laying down cold. <laughs> Because I know it's going to be warm later, so I didn't want to wear too many clothes. But well, it's I got to so, go pee too. <laughs> it was so warm in the studio this morning that, that we had to turn on the air conditioner. So uh, must be hell out there for you. You know, I, oh, it's not not too bad. We're get, we're getting some birds over. We just wish the wind would blow a little bit. Well, I'll get them up and get them moving. Now, are these uh, birds moving early in the day for you? Or are they uh, doing what most usually do and start thinking about moving around nine? Uh, they're we get, we have we had a morning flight. Uh, we got volley of uh specs this morning <laughs> hit one of the guys in the head uh, <laughs> uh when he when he came down so he's he's not shooting straight for a while but uh not a ring your chime if not break your neck landed. what's that that could ring your chime or break your neck with one of those things coming down oh yeah no kidding and then uh so we, it, it, we're kind of in a lull right now but uh justin said he's going to start start uh telling everybody else and, 10 miles away to start walking around and scare him up our way. <laughs> you got Justin Leonard out there too? Yeah, he's a, he's he's the guide today. Oh, excellent. I was I sent him a note last night. I said, what are you going to be doing? Oh, I'm not fishing. I'm going to be out laying in the stuff. And I thought, well, that's what Netzel's doing. I can talk to Netzel. But you can say hey to him for us. That's uh, with Outcast Guide Service. He's out there uh, guiding on the trip today. Well, James, what have you been hearing about stripers? I know you were out there a week or so ago. Trying the water, and uh, if you're not if you're hunting today, it means you didn't have a great striper run, right? So it, it's it's still slow. Uh, people are, when they're trolling, they're getting uh, you know a couple a day, three or four, maybe five uh, trolling. But it, water's still kind of cool. It's below fifty five. It's I think fifty two, fifty three. Last time I heard, uh, oh, shoot, Justin said fifty six yesterday, but I, I heard fifty one yesterday. So we'll, we'll split that in the middle, and. Uh, but the guys that are using live bait are catching them pretty good because their fish are down 30, 25, 30 feet deep, still pretty nice and thick. So live bait's the way to go right now. 
but uh, trolling ought to kick off any time. Uh, I got about four more days till I'm done with my yard, and then uh, it's time for me to get back in the camper and uh, start fishing every day. And even if I don't client, I don't have clients. I'm gonna be out there having fun. Well, it's uh, what you have to do as a professional guide. You've got to be on top of the action, know where they're hitting, know kind of get an idea of where they're moving with the tide so you can stick with the fish and be productive for your clients, no doubt about that. Well, James, yeah, definitely. Now, is that a call or is that, uh, no, is that a recording a set blowing a call? Working. That ought to, uh, you can talk. That ought to scare them away. <laughs> is that real loud on you guys' end? No, it's not. It's just reasonable as hell, that's for sure. Well, James, okay. I know you we're, got... We're I know probably going to get a big volley here and i'm just gonna sit here and talk on the phone because you guys are worth it no i want you to shoot in the big volley so if you get a big volley opportunity coming up here you just drop the phone shoot the heck out of it and kent and i'll wish we were out there with you for 10 seconds Alrighty. well james i know the uh what you need to do is get your face down and take care of business but folks if you'd like to get on the water with one of the best guides out there Jeff, captain james Nets will get you into stripers out in the delta and in the sac metro area wherever he seems to think that's the best location james real quick give them all the hookup info they need hey you can reach me toll free 888-975-0990 website is www.fishtightlines.com and i want to stress march 2nd if you're working that day, you need to take the day off. You need to take the morning off. You got to be on that Zoom call because we did it for the stripers and we saved the stripers. But uh, it's not looking good for the salmon unless we voice our opinion. You know, this is an opportunity. We'll be talking to uh, James Stone, the president of the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association, later on today about these important meetings. He'll be on about 725. So you'll hear all that's going on, folks, and an invitation to show up and speak your uh, mind on the issue, too. Get that head down, my friend. I hope you have a great shoot out there today. And before you go, give him the phone number once more for Tight Lines Guide Service. Yes, 888-975-0990. Thank All you, right. sir. All right, shoot him straight. All right, bye-bye. Well, I think Mr. you flared that flock talking to you. Yeah, now well, he's in trouble with Justin. Now they're telling me, why are you calling Sep in the middle of a run? We got all these birds flying around. You got to talk to Sep. Yeah, well, it works for them. That's why they talk to Seth. <laughs> That's exactly right. You got a pink piece of paper over there. But before you do that, we got one little Very moment busy, here. Seth. I I showed you this this morning, <laughs> and I'm just amazed at it. This is not. I'm not even sure it's real. Well, it's I so even crazy. wrote the word joke on it, but according to the CDC, and I'm just going to say this is not California, right off the top. This right. came from Washington. According to the Washington CDC. State. Yes. Native Americans have the highest rate of drowning amongst racial demographics. A Washington state lawmaker exempted Native Americans from her life jacket bill, suggesting that they're less likely to drown due to eons of experience with cold water in the state. Eons. Eons. Hmm. Washington state rep, and I won't even use her name because it's so stupid, uh, excuse me, I used my opinion there, is the sponsor of this bill that would require people to wear pl- personal flotation devices while on stand-up paddle boats, kayaks, and canoes in an effort to prevent drowning deaths, which we promote a lot down right. here. Legislation, however, includes an exemption for members of the federally recognized Native American tribes. The exemption came up during a remote hearing where they defended it while suggesting Native Americans wouldn't drown due to their eons of experience dealing with cold water. A few exemptions, blah, blah, blah. 
They have extensive training or are traditionally very used to our cold water for eons, they repeat for the third time. Essentially, or they are very closely supervised. Oh, supervised. Yeah. According to the Center for Disease Control, Native Americans are at the highest rate of drowning among racial demographics. She thought that this provision was a great mechanism to allow tribal members that do have a lot more access to the water and traditional training and activity, unlike many of the other diverse communities that don't, like Korean Americans. Which was her nationality. The only time I go out on the water nowadays anyway is when my non-Korean American son-in-law takes me out on the water, she continued. And so I thought it was a good way of carving out a narrow exemption. Why in the hell is she writing a life jacket bill? Why is she writing a <laughs> life jacket bill and exempting people from it when everybody should be wearing a life jacket when they're out there on the water? I wonder what she'd have done with Lewis and Clark. I'm not she sure. She's from Washington, you know. But if it just shows that California isn't totally crazy compared to Washington people, mm. I'm just not real fond of something like that. If you're going to try to save lives, try to save everyone's life. Exactly but right. that's just my opinion. <laughs> that's a good one, Sep. GOC, like Gunners California, lucky winner, and I didn't win again. You did not, and uh, Gunners California is added again. This week, GOC filed a new friend of the court brief asking the Supreme Court to hear a case out of the state of Maryland regarding their so-called assault weapons ban. GOC is joined by some of the top law enforcement and Second Amendment groups in the country. Uh, if the court takes a case, it could have a significant impact here in California, so stay tuned. Uh, you got to make sure that you have your 52 guns at 52 weeks raffle ticket. There's still a lot of chances left, but only a very few tickets I left. might have to buy a couple more. Absolutely. Winner number eight, 2021, Gun Owners of California, 52 guns, 52 weeks raffle. Is lucky number 593, Dan Heiser of Santa Cruz. Dan, you've won a Tika T3X super light bolt action rifle in 270 Winchester. So a uh, good caliber, good gun. They're going to be sending you down to do all the proper paperwork on that gun. Make sure that you're supporting gun owners of California as they're in their 47th year of fighting for your gun rights as America's oldest pro-gun political action committee. Hey, and I just got a notice from uh, Mr. Paratus at Gun Owners of California. Their great gun giveaway, Sporting Clay Shoot and Dinner, is scheduled for April 23rd. Big fundraising event, main event and dinner. $150 a shooter for shooting and then the dinner only. Is that if back just, out at Comanche Hills? Yes, it is. $80. Squatted optional, blah, blah, blah. It's teams. There's shoot times from 9 till noon. It is a big dinner, auction, raffle, and awards all taking place at Comanche Hills Preserve out there on Curran Road in Ione. Mark your calendar Saturday, April 23rd, and check them out on their website for more information. And a great time of year to be out there around Comanche. It's beautiful out there. This well, time and of if year. you don't want to do that, if you'd like to pig out right here in the Sacramento area, Crab Feed and Tri-Tip Dinner, sponsored by Gun Owners of California, Friday, May 6th. That's another opportunity for you to get out and support Gun Owners of California. And at the same time, have a great meal, and Marilyn will be there eating crab all night, I'm sure. You can take that one to the bank. All right, we better take a quick break right now. When we come back, that pre-recorded segment with Randy Pringle, the transition time and what you need to be doing as you transition into fishing the Delta right after this quick break. 
Tidelines Guide Service and Captain James Netzel offers professionally guided trips from Sierra and Foothill Lakes to the Feather and Sacramento Rivers and the productive California Delta. Whether it's trolling a favorite lake for trout, kokanee, or landlocked salmon, or fighting a 50-pound king on the river, James Netzel and Tidelines Guide Service guarantee an enjoyable, comfortable one-on-one experience in one of his two fully rigged boats. A 22-foot Bolton Pro Ski Skiff that seats five for fishing lakes and a 23-foot Rogue Jet Chinook that can comfortably seat six. Used for the river and Delta waterways. Fish the peak times with one of the best. Folsom Lake Rainbows in January and February. Delta Stripers and Orville Kings from late February through May. Stampede and Lake Tahoe Kokanee and Mackinac are targeted from April through September. Then, it's back to the Valley Rivers for the annual King Salmon Runs. Check out fishtightlines.com or call toll-free 888-975-0990. Licensed, bonded, insured, and permitted on all waters fished. Avoid the hassles. Go with Tidelines Guide Service and share an enjoyable day on the water loaded with fun and memories with family or friends. There's a feeling you get when you're fishing. A rush of anticipation and adrenaline. It's all about your presentation and that tug at the end of the line. Tournament and recreational anglers need strong, sharp, and reliable hooks because every bite counts. You'll land more and bigger fish. Fish like a pro with Owner Hooks. Owner Hooks, available at Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Fairfield, Sacramento, and Manteca, or their online store at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. Check out the full line at OwnerHooks.com. Owner, simply the best hook on the market. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bike. Find Brad's products, including Made in the USA Terminal Tackle at local retailers, and check out Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury Outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury Outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury Outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fish and Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and saltwater pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. Hey, this is Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor, and we're talking about the pure fishing tip of the week. It's the spring coming up, and we got to get our tackle ready. That's right. It's right around the corner. And in some areas, it's starting already. So go out in your garage, get next to your boat, look at your fishing rods, grab your Fenwick rod, check your eyes, all the different eyes with a Q-tip, making sure there's no cracked porcelain around them. Try your Abu Garcia rod, see if there's any cracks around the porcelain eyes. Once you've done that, take those reels, strip them down. Now, remember... If those Abu Garcias and pin reels have spider wire on it, just reverse it. 
take that line, put it on another reel, and reel it back. The bottom has not seen daylight in over a year. So why waste it? Put it right back on it. You know, they might not, they will rather sell you line, but this is a way to save a little money. Put brand new line on your reels. Put some 100% trilene fluorocarbon for your baits that are going to be submerged. And then if you're fishing that top water, then you might want to have some of that mono. Big game. But it's all about being prepared. Make sure you're getting that equipment all ready to go. Take your hooks, sharpen them up. Take a look at your split rings on all your baits. You can actually do a real big tip. Some of the pros do. Take your crankbaits and look at the bills. If they're all beat up, take a file and clean them all off. This is the time of the year to be prepared for that large fish, the big one. You don't want to hear the big one got away. It's all about being prepared. Pure fishing has all your needs. Go to your nearest tackle store. Go online. We would really appreciate you going to brick and mortars. But got to do what you got to do. But pure fishing has your needs. Hey, this is Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor, telling you guys, hey, your pure fishing tip of the week is all about preparing for that spring bite. Take it from me and the rest of the guys out there. Prepare adds up to promotion. Promotion and you holding that big fish up. Have a great day. This is Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor, and let's get on those fish. Get a clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, Tackle, fishing gear, or bait. You can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. You know, let's talk fishing. Our state has a tremendous variety of species available to the angler. Some complain about the cost of an annual license, but it's really an inexpensive way to pay for the privilege of what we get. There's lots to go for, salt and fresh water, with many types of fish. And to help keep this going is the angler who supports the organizations that work to help maintain those fisheries. It's called Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is. Do what you can to support and approve the outdoors. Attend fundraising dinners and events. Play by the rules. Report questionable behavior. Keep only what you can use. Volunteer for cleanup projects. Share your love of fishing. Take a kid along. It's always time well spent. Get a clue. Take care of yourself, stay safe and well, till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. 
The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. When you're looking for the latest in fishing gear, accessories, and live bait, Elkhorn Bait and Tackle is where you'll find everything you need for fishing fun. From trout to bass, sturgeon to stripers, and salmon to shad, there's a licensed and bonded guide behind the counter, and he freely shares tips, tricks, and top locations for action. Learn about curing row from the pros and how to properly rig for success. And more important, Elkhorn Bait always has the best and largest selection of fresh baits like crawdads, minnows, pile worms, blood worms, night crawlers, and more, including frozen tray baits. Elkhorn Bait and Tackle, 20th Street and Elkhorn Boulevard west of Watt. 916-991-5298. Hey, they're also your local U-Haul dealer. Founded in 1958, Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Now, more California Sportsman with Seth Henderson. Well, we're back in studio, and it appears that uh, the president of the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association's phone is stuffed firmly up his, uh, probably under his pillow or something right now. So I've got a hold of our good friend Mike Ogney with, he's also USAFishing.com, but more importantly, he's also one of the board of directors of the Golden State Salmon Association. All extremely concerned about the salmon returns, the salmon runs, what we're going to have this year. How's it going to stack up against other years? The numbers just aren't making sense right now. That's why we've got an expert like Mike Ogney to share with you the importance and this important date coming up on March 3rd that was mentioned by James Netzel earlier. Mike, thanks for checking back in with us this morning. We appreciate it. Hey, good morning, guys. I'm (laughs) no problem. I'm uh... I'm somewhat up to date. I don't have any of the of the numbers have not been made available to to me yet. And, but I have enough friends who sit on the Pacific uh, Fisheries Management Council where all these decisions are, uh, on salmon are made, where I generally hear stuff really quick. So what, we don't have numbers in yet. But last year, 
the goal, the escapement goal for all the Sacramento streams is set at 122,000 fish. That's our that's our floor. That's our baseline, with an upper, you know, an upper range of 180,000. Some years, Seth, we've had years where we've had 400,000 fish come back. Years like 1988 when we had a a bigger wild component. The problem with our fisheries today is it's it's habitat issues. The adult salmon make it back to the rivers, but the juveniles can't make it back out to to a sea. And what's this has happened over the past decade is we're seeing fewer and fewer and fewer wild fish. We're seeing more and more of a hatchery component. Now, the reason we've been trucking fish to the coast is that many of these fish, due to water diversions, uh, whether if it's at the uh, Delta uh, Channel cross gates or other diversions, they're just not making it out. So we're giving them this artificial ride to take them down to San Francisco Bay, where in the past many of them have been dropped at Mare Island. Last year, uh, roughly, I believe it's about 10 million fish were uh, dropped at Mare Island while we brought just under a, a, or just over a million fish down as far as the Golden Gate Bridge. And there was also releases done at uh, Treasure Island, uh, the Center for uh, Rod and Gun Club, and I believe someplace over in Richmond. But there was multiple multiple locations where these striped, where these salmon were being dropped, mainly so that they would avoid striper uh, predation. Because stripers, they clue in. If you dump in the same spot day after day, they clue in real quick, and they just have a party at it. So what they're doing now is Bill Smith, who is the manager of the McQualmy Hatchery, he does a program where they where they don't drop fish at the same locations more than two days, and then they take five days off. And with this, we're seeing a much higher survival rate for these young fish going out to the uh, to, to the coast. So this meeting coming up here on March second is all about the ocean abundance numbers. They'll come out. They'll, they'll forecast ocean abundance, and part of these models that the these managers use the the people on the PFMC. These models include uh, commercial uh, estimated harvest, sport estimated harvest, and an estimate for fish getting back to the river. Which brings us back to that floor of 122,000. We didn't hit that last year. The preliminary numbers that I have received um, from last year are about 110,000. So we're 12,000 fish shy of the minimum goal of, of returning fish. Now, that gets a bit frustrating from a management point of view when you have this floor of 122,000. I'm all for lots and lots of fish returning to the rivers. Don't get me wrong. But if the, if the federal and the state government just kill them with leafly hot water, why do you have this floor? The upper sack, we toasted most of the fish on the upper main stem sack last year because of leafly hot flows that were coming out of Shasta Dam. And that's our, a big role of us at the Golden State Salmon Association is to fight against these, these tragedies. It's, it's death by a thousand cuts to our, to our fisheries. So we're fighting to get cold water pools secure behind, behind Shasta Dam so that the wild side of our fisheries can naturally reproduce but why do you, why the state and the fed set a minimum floor when they turn around with another agency and just flush hot water over the eggs and kill them all 
it just makes zero sense and it's very it's very frustrating yeah it's a great cooperative effort amongst the agencies don't you think it just it's just it just it's and just, that's what i keep it, reading it, it, everything it, it, i it, read it, it, everything i read comes out just saying oh what great cooperation we have with these agencies to make all of these things happen Seth, it's it, we bang our head against the wall year after year and it's just you know great you have this goal this minimum goal we must meet this or or you or you you fishermen you fishermen out there you evil fishermen you can't go fishing if we don't meet this floor and then there's the guy who who's controlling the uh the, the hose bib over here, and he just turns the water on hot and goes, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's just asinine. It's just so simple. We need it's funny, these dams would... we put in place, cutting these fish off from their traditional spawning grounds. They're talking about trapping and hauling above Shasta Dam now. So we're going we're gonna to trap winter-run fish and and take them up to the McLeod River, release them there, let them spawn. Then we're going to trap their babies, bring those back down river. They're going to spend, spend hundreds of millions of dollars, millions of dollars to prove that their time. And all it does is show water. that what they're doing isn't working during the drought periods. Exactly. And who I mean, knows if it'll work during good water periods either, because the numbers that I'm seeing, and I sent some on to you just a few minutes ago, aren't looking great right now. And the reason they're talking about trucking these winter-run salmon up and above is because the mitigation plans for Shasta Dam are a failure during drought years. Now, what are they supposed to do to prevent that from happening? I don't know. Maybe not send as much to farmers. I don't know. I kind of think the people are important that live here in the state, that are paying the taxes and everything. But that's just my opinion. Mike. And that's a sad thing, Seth. Only twenty, you know, people use twenty percent of the water. Farmers use eighty percent, and we're killing the environment. How much water, Seth, goes to the almond crop south of the Delta? Basically, it's a desert down there. And we're, California's we're a Delta. Doing, what we're basically doing, Seth, is we are we are shipping our water. In the form of a net, it takes 3.2 gallons of water to grow one almond. So that little pack of almonds you pick up at 7-Eleven and you put in your pocket is a tank full, the equivalent of a tank full of water. There's 100 nuts in there. It's 3,200 gallons of water. And we're shipping that to China in the form of a net. Doesn't it make more sense? to keep that water in behind reservoirs and not be shipping it overseas as a, as a food product when we're going through mega drought here on the entire West Coast. And when they're telling us before we even have a rainy season complete to start conserving water already, well, we're the ones that pay for it. I, I just don't get it. We should be the ones that are serviced first with the water, the humans. And then there should be everything else out there. But it needs to be controlled. California was once a desert. The Central Valley is nothing but desert. All they did was irrigate the hell out of it. They're irrigating in Saudi Arabia and creating wonderful places too, but apparently they got more water than we do. I don't know. It's it's a You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. But I got to tell you, folks, these organizations need your support. We need to get the fisheries back on track, and whatever it takes to do it, it needs to be done in cooperation and collaboration successfully with all the other agencies 
that supposedly work so well together. Mike, the Santa Rosa fundraising dinner for the uh, salmon and supporting local salmon is coming up. You've got a new date on it. Tell our listeners what's going on. Um, it's, I believe it's June. I don't know June, Friday, I June 3rd. I got it right in front June of me. 3rd. I was going to say June 6th. And, uh, no, we had to uh, move it because of COVID, but come on out. Support us. We're making a change. We're, uh, we're the group that's getting all these fish trucked down to the coast, and we keep advocating for better habitat issues so we can rebuild the, the, the wild component of our fisheries as that's where success truly, truly lays. Well, organizations like this and the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association, the California, excuse me, the Golden State the Salmon Association all need your support for handling this salmon situation and expressing your opinions to the Department of Fish and Wildlife, to the director and everyone involved in it. This meeting is very important. I highly suggest that on the March 2nd, you guys find out more information about that meeting and be on the big uh, Zoom call or however they're doing the presentation. In fact, we'll be checking in with James Stone here in just a minute. He's found his phone and calling us back real quick. So I want to thank you, Mike, for giving the opinion of the Golden State Salmon Association. We appreciate it, my friend. Thanks, guys. Thank you for being there for us. We appreciate it. All right, now let's head to James Stone from Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association. Found your phone, did you? I'm sorry, sir. I had kid issues and my alarm wasn't set uh, on on volume. I apologize to everybody <laughs> for listeners. All my right, phone. we got a few minutes left here for you to explain what's going on with this big meeting coming up and how important it is for saving our salmon, not only in the ocean but for the great runs that we have in our rivers. Yeah, I mean, we I, we'll talk about the great runs here in a second, but everyone has to be at the March second meeting. Every single person that likes salmon fishing, ocean, river, whatever, because we are at a time, we're at a crossroads right now, that if we don't rally as a group and a community to advocate for healthy ocean fisheries and healthy river returns and healthy escapement, as Mike Ogney was just talking about, and getting fish back to the river, we've got to advocate for more fish back to the river We've got to advocate for raising production at the hatcheries and mitigate correctly. We're still mitigating for Shasta worse than we were in 1937 when it was built. We used to collect 48 to 60 million eggs. Now we only take 20 million eggs, and we're lucky to get 14 million fish. This year, 2 million fry in the fry program that a NorCal Guides and Sportsmen's Association and, and Golden State Salmon Association worked on with Coleman Hatchery and did such a great job. 2 million fry for the next three years for 6 million fry, which is all great. But, folks, we're only raising 12 to 14 million at Coleman. We used to raise 48 to 60 million back in the 30s when we didn't have the population or we didn't have the water demand from all user groups. So we've got to advocate to raise that production number, and we've got to get that up. Otherwise, our fishery is going to be destroyed. And this is the same meeting that every year that we work on to set the ocean salmon seasons. And I will be a panelist in the second half of the meeting because I'm a PFMC, Salmon Advisory Subpanel, appointed position. And I'll be sitting in the front of the Zoom chat, and you'll be telling me what you want me to do as the representative for the recreational fishery. And I'm asking everyone to please speak your voice, whatever that voice might be. But you've got to attend March 2nd. Uh, we sent all the links around. Follow Seth's page. Follow our page. And we will make sure that the Zoom link is spread far and wide. It has not been released yet by the department. 
But we need everyone to show up and voice your opinion. Or the salmon fishery, at least inland, is going to be gone forever. You know, a few years ago, we had a big event like this, and we were talking stripers. And uh, there was a lot of people that showed up at that event, and a lot of security showed up at that event. So I hope people go with a professional attitude, and they go in there expressing their opinions and not getting absolutely crazy. Because that doesn't do anybody any good. It's facts and figures and numbers that will make things differ. And if you guys call in or show up at these meetings or there for the Zoom calls, that's the kind of thing that really makes a difference. It's being there, being heard, and seeing the significant numbers of people. And they also, you should also keep in mind, there are just as many people against what you're promoting. Yes, that's very true, Seth, and we hear that day in and day out from the department. Bring your passion, bring the truth, but bring your professionalism. I understand a lot of people are upset, especially in the inland fisheries. I'm getting 30 to 40 calls a day from, are we ever going to have a fishery again? Is my son, who's 10 years old, ever going to catch a salmon in the Sacramento River? That just breaks my heart, and it's just it's disturbing, Seth, and our organization, our board is tired of it. And we have finally started saying the gloves are off. We're going to be professional, but we are going to make sure from an organizational basis that we are educating the public correctly on what's truly going on. The escapement of the fish that are coming into the river, we are managing to the minimum. No fishery sets that threshold, which is set between 122,000 and 180,000 fish, must escape the ocean and come into our rivers. However, every year... Since at least I've been there the last three and sitting on the council, we always manage to the minimum. We're always managing to the bare minimum number. And on paper, we're trying to harvest every single fish we can in the ocean. I don't blame the ocean guys. They're trying to pay their mortgages, feed their families, provide food for the community, provide food for restaurants, Safeways, and all the stores that are out there. We've got to support each other. We've all got to collaboratively get around this together. And all ocean fishermen, all inland fishermen, got to get together, and we've got to fight for two things. We've got to get more fish back in the river, and we've got to raise hatchery production. Because right now, as Mike talked about the water issues, we've lost, folks. We have lost the water game. And if you want to keep fighting the water game for the next 20 years and filing lawsuits and injunctions, that's great. Go ahead and do what you want to do, but I'm telling you, you're never going to win this water game in California. I'm a 42-year-old man, and I've watched it decline for 30 years straight. And, Seth, I'm not going to age anyone, but you've watched it decline longer than me, and so have many others. We've got to fight for this fishery or it's gone, folks. This is the end. We are now, again, we missed escapement this year. We had 104,000 fish come back to the Sac Valley this year. That's pathetic. There should be 250,000 fish sent back, and the ocean should be fishing full fisheries. We cut two and a half months out of the recreational ocean fishery this last year because of the cutbacks, and we cut the commercial fleet, got cut way, 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 way back. I mean, we're talking the ocean fishery is at 40% capacity of what it was 25 years ago, and I know the inland economic impact, we've done it. It was $90 million in value of economic impact from Sacramento to Redding. And guess what it is now? $2 million. Yeah, there's no question. There's no question that uh, politicians seem to be driving the bus right now because these are not really sound fishing management decisions being made. And, and they're the cooperative and collaborative efforts amongst the departments working well together 
perhaps they could explain how we cooked the entire winter run fry last year in the river through that wonderful collaboration process. Yeah. They dumped all the babies into too warm a water and they all died. If not all of them, just about all of them died. Right. The state with the politics step are a sinking ship. There are some good people that work for the Department of Fish and Wildlife. There are some great people that work there, especially in the game wardens areas and stuff like that. But wardens, we champion them. We appreciate everything they do. The warden set aside. We've got to look at the biologist side of the department and the management side of the department and say, you need to do what's right. You need to stand up for what's right. You know in your heart what's right. And we've got to stop playing politics. And we need to realize that these fish are in this condition. Climate change, drought, no water because of demand, no storage, no water infrastructure projects for 20 years. No regulating water temperatures for spawning endangered species year after year. Last year, as Mike Maya mentioned, we had a record winter run in the Sacramento River. Record in the last 15 years, I believe it, it was, 14, 15 years. Over 10,000 adult winter run came back. Guess what? When 10,000 fish come back for 10 years in a row, they can be considered to be unlisted. But guess what? They gave them hot water, and every juvenile died. So in three years, instead of having another return that would actually help us get off this listed status, it's never going to happen. This was the first chance they had in a long time, and I'm passionate and upset, and I'm disappointed, frankly. I'm disappointed because I'm watching guides fall apart. Their businesses have been destroyed over the past five years. But you take all the economics out of it. Take every economic factor, the economic impact of the communities, the ramps, the communities, the hotels, the gas stations. You take all of that out. Let's just talk about the publicly trusted resource. Do your kids and grandkids want to catch salmon? If they do in the rivers, you better show up on March 2nd, and you better tell the department that they better put more fish in the river and fight for those fish so that your kids and grandkids can catch one one day. Well said, and I can tell the passion in your voice. James Stone, the president of the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association, it's an important meeting, folks. Go to their website, check it out, and make sure you're listening or participating in that meeting on March 2nd. Thank you so much, James. We appreciate your information and your passion for the fisheries. Take care, and thank you. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you, sir. All right, take care, my friend. Wow, that's a mouthful of stuff and a lot going on. There's no doubt about it. Mr. Brown, you want to catch some salmon the rest of your life? Absolutely. And, I mean, you know, the one thing I heard James say was if you want to catch salmon, no. It doesn't matter if you ever fish for a salmon. You ha- This is this is the whole ecosystem. Yes. This is all a part of what happens. And uh, and whether you you want to catch a salmon, your kids want to catch a salmon, or you never want to catch a salmon – uh, you need to be part of this because it's just a, a piece of the puzzle set. Exactly. Well, let's uh, find out what our friend uh, over the counter, Mr. Travis Morgan, has to say about this from Guns Fishing and Other Stuff. I'm sure he's got a Ready opinion. to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns Fishing and Other Stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good morning, Mr. Morgan. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? We are doing well. Well, I'm sure you heard James Stone on there talking about salmon as the uh, fishing tackle general manager for a couple of stories. Way to go, Chris. 
is handling a couple of stores. What's your opinion on what's going on with all these fisheries and how they're handling it? Uh, well, I ain't never seen the government handle anything worth a dang at all. Well, you might hit the hand, that nail right on the head, my friend. Yeah, you know, I did want to throw a comment about your irrigation off topic there. And you're talking about irrigating in Saudi Arabia. It's called a desalination plant. Exactly. And they have several of them. Yeah, they're pumping it all over. They're turning deserts into beautiful green areas. Yeah, but it's all coming from the ocean. You'd think maybe California would be doing that someday because they already do it on all the aircraft carriers and battleships and everything else out there. Yeah, they should all be doing it down in L.A. And that they would save a lot of our water that we're shipping to them. Yeah, imagine how much we'd be saving if we had nuclear power. But that's another story. <laughs> that's we're getting off topic. Story. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, uh, fishing's been slow, like you said, and uh, it does. It's a big concern around the store of what's going to happen with the salmon fishery and you know, all that. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been very involved in it. I just share the aftermath. Well, you're involved enough. I see you got a couple of dinners coming up here with your friends from uh, Gun Owners of California, California Waterfowl Association. You got another one coming up. You're big supporters of all the organizations that are out there, and that's why it's important that we get the input from guys like you. Travis, you just got back from another one of the buyer shows for guns and stuff. What did you experience back there? What are they talking about, and how's it looking? Actually, I think things are starting to look up. They're, the ammo companies are back taking orders on all ammo again, which is a real relief. I was able to get uh, several orders in for non-lead ammo, so we can actually go deer hunting this year. I'll be darned. And I actually was able to place some orders from some regular non-lead ammo, too. Uh, as everybody knows, pistol ammo has been really um, starting to turn and come in fairly easily. Uh, I did pre-order a bunch of shotgun shells for next year, so hopefully I'm going to get some of that. I did get a notice that I got a pallet of uh, Winchester the day before I, the day after I left for duck season. That's over with. I'm trying to figure that one out. And the did get a couple of very big surprises that are going to come to the store. Everybody's heard of the SCAR rifle by uh, FN. I was able to find a guy back there that will California retrofit them for us and send them to us. Really? That's kind of nice. Oh, you yeah. Know, very I, nice rifles. Shoot very well. Yeah, they're expensive, but you pay for what you get, you know? You know, I don't know that everybody in California understands what a California-approved gun is. If you pick up an ad or go to a website on guns, you'll see some of the most fabulous-looking pistols all tricked out, some really nice stuff. But you come to California, you got to have a gun that's pre-approved for sale in the state. Then yeah, it that's right. You got Pistols all got to be pre-approved, and then the uh, uh, AR style have got to have a fin or something on them or a pin stock and break something that doesn't make them as bad. Yeah, having this, and I've got it on mine. You know, you push a little button there, I I complied, and, yep. and it's just insanity. All they're trying to do is make it tougher and tougher for people to own guns and firearms. That's that's just the bottom line. The one yep. thing that I did hear from you is nine is one of the most uh, common used rounds out there, the nine millimeter. A lot of people use it in pistols. It's available in rifles now too, isn't it? That is correct. Pistol or rifle, we stock the rifle. We have a. Uh, Two or three different models of rifles that do shoot the nine millimeter ammo, and they've actually developed a competition for them now. It's a pistol, uh, was it pistol class carbines? I think exactly. But and they, uh, I got a couple of the employees are setting up to shoot it. 
So it's, a, it's an up-and-coming sport. It's fun. There's hardly any recoil, and it's just a fun gun to play with. Absolutely. Sounds like fun to me. Well, Travis, uh, this approved California deal, anytime a new gun is manufactured, the state of California, if the manufacturer wants to sell it in California, they have to pay a fee and do, have all kinds of testing done to it, and then they get it approved or not approved, right? That's the way it works? Uh, almost. Uh, but today's laws, if you submit a pistol for approval, you got to go through all the testing. you got to supply them with, I think it's three pistols, three cases of ammo, and about 20 grand, and it's got to be micro-stamped. The micro-stamping is a big deal. That machine alone cost over a million bucks, and the inventor of that machine even said the technology doesn't work. It, the micro-stamping only lasts for about 500 rounds because it's so thin, and it wears off that quick. Yeah, so they want, they come up with all these great ideas. They just don't know how to implement them, kind of like the carb thing they're doing on all the boats right now. you got to have this real pure engine. It doesn't matter they don't make it yet. Yeah, well, that was Kamala uh, Harris's parting gift to California when she left to be a senator. Yes. And she said the technology was available, and that put that law into effect. Yeah, she should know. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, the new one is if you submit a new pistol for the roster today, you have to take two off. Jeez. <laughs> they got two approved. If you get another one added, you have to remove two. That's correct. I have that. Maryland has that with me in the closet. If I bring, buy a pair of shoes, I have to throw two away. I'll do it for her, but I won't do it for the government. It's worse than a chick. Yeah, I got that shoes. right. Travis, thank you so much for the updates. It's kind of sad, but uh, we appreciate them, my friend. Thank you much. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. I'll see you all down at the store. All right. Roll me out here, Chris. See if you can hit the right button this time. Guns, fishing, hey. and stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at GunsFishing.com. More California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, I forgot to get to mention real quick, the Dixon Banquet for the California Waterfowl Association is all being done by our friends at uh, Guns Fishing and other stuff. Travis is the chairman of it. It's taking place on, where's the date, Travis? March 19th. March 19th, right there in Dixon, Maryland, and I will probably be there. It's all catered by Bud's Catering. Starts at 5 and goes on till it's over, usually around 10 o'clock or so. If you haven't been to one of those, you need to come and support it, not to mention for the, for the ducks. Well, you know what? This guy is always there for us, especially near the end of the show. He can stretch five minutes into ten, and he can make three minutes out of ten, too, if I give it to him. The editor of Western Outdoor News, our good friend and information supplier, Mr. Dave Hurley, joins us now. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, gentlemen. I really enjoyed your um, your interview with James and with Mike Ogney there, uh, uh, you can just boy tell that passion that's going on. I'm uh, going to be writing an editorial this week, pretty similar, um, but the time is running out because we're really at a crucial time now. If you think about how much put and take the fisheries are in our state, it's uh, it's become increasingly dependent on our hatcheries. Just for ex- just for example, we opened Part D this weekend, and you know one of the incentives to have Part D is to plant 6,000 pounds now and then another 3,000 pounds. Um, and Comanche picked up on that, too. They planted 3,600 pounds of trout this this weekend. 
and Amador continues to plant. Collins Lake is planting. And these are all great places to go and catch fish from the bank and also to be able to troll. But we are very reliant on the fact that we have to put fish in to be able to catch them. So what uh, what was the uh, what was the word out of the opening at uh, party yesterday? Did you hear anything? I didn't hear. I haven't checked on it. I got it. I got, got it. I got it right what do you here. Got, Seth? Well, Alan Fong and Denise, who's mm-hmm. his videographer, and I think Anise went out and fished it. And I am looking at a party opener. Denise caught over twenty-five trout to five pounds. Nice. And it looks like she's in the cove area here, and she has got at least six fish right here, probably. Probably hers and Allen's or mm-hmm. somebody's. All beautiful fish in the, I'd say, two-and-a-half to five-pound range. So I'd say it's pretty darn good if your last name's Fong or you're with a guy named Fong. Yeah, there you go. And, and a lot of folks probably, uh, you know, always wait for this weekend, uh, President's Day weekend, when uh, when – Party opens up. Yeah, and I plan on heading out there myself because that's a great RV place early in the year. Yeah. It's nice and quiet, great fishing opportunities. Go ahead, Dave. No, they did some great work on their RV park a few years ago, but, boy, that Denise has certainly become quite the fisher person, I'll tell you that. Well, you have no choice when you run with Alan. You see that big personal best uh, uh, striper this last week? It's oh, yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his uh, YouTube channel, I think, is fantastic. So, uh, really good place to go. So, yeah, I would imagine those fish are in that opening little mud hole, and they'll be moving out into the uh, main river pretty soon. I know guys at the very beginning of the year, they go up the river arm looking for those browns at Pardee, and hopefully they're going to release them because uh, that that population is very, very limited. I know we got to so, let folks know that uh, with Pardee, because of the low water right now, Sep, they've got the marina moved out. Uh, and there are no boat rentals, so uh, they are not renting any boats right now, at least what they said. So, Boy, uh, that photo on the shoreline there makes it look like it's pretty full. Yeah, so, well, it's pretty oh, low. Yeah, it's down about Pretty low, and 15, they've, got the, they've got the marina moved out into uh, Brushy or Woody Cove or whatever they call that there. So um, there's no marina access. The The restaurant and stuff is open. Uh, you can bring your own boat. Obviously, you got to pass the uh, inspection well, process too. But uh, But no rental boats available down there yet. Well, I'll tell you what, they got fish available there. You're right on with that one, mm-hmm. Dave. No, that's a great point, Kent. I'm glad you brought that up. Even though, you know, it's like at 85%, but just that 15% for It gets up into huge, the cove, yeah. Yeah, it makes a huge difference at that lake. Uh, New Maloney's has been kicking out a lot of uh, hunters that have been in there for a while. It's a good place to go uh, in the top 35 feet. You know, you're going to find them in open water. You're going to find them in the creek channels. They're starting to... Uh, settle up around the Shad Schools. That's a good place. I think Don Pedro is going to be another good location. Whiskey Towns, pretty amazing kokanee up there already early in the year. And Bullard's Bar, they're getting kokanee, and they're getting kokanee at Shaver Lake. And here it is, what, February? Yes. So, uh, <laughs> it, it's what, only, on uh, the, only on the calendar is it February right now. I know, isn't that amazing? Oh, it's going to turn back. It'll turn back to February. I know you know this name, Dave, Claude Davis, the old guy that was at Lake Berryessa for 150 years probably. He taught me a lot about Berryessa and ringing in my ear every time I see the blossoms on the trees right now. And he'd always say, when the blossoms are on the trees and the bugs are squishing on your windshield, the fish are on the bite. So it's time to be at Berryessa, Kent, whether you like it or not. Well, you know, I know that. And then, you know, you start looking at, uh, you start looking at all the little vernal pools of water and stuff that's on the side of the road. You see a pair of mallards in it. That means the stripers are in the river. Really? Yep. 
Why is that? Well, it's just Mother Nature. Ah, about that time of year in the spring. There you have it. There, you know, we've all got. We're these not little... looking for big flocks of mallards. We're looking for pairs of mallards. Yeah, so you can kill them. A both. brown one and a green one. Then you got it. <laughs> Give me some more yeah. options, Dave. What other opportunities are out there? Well, you know, all the Bay Area lakes have been planted heavily. Those are good places to take children right now to go fish off the banks. San Pablo Reservoir has been just like Pardee. Got planted super heavily the last couple of weeks. And a beautiful been, place to visit, I might add. We've been dumping a lot of fish in there. Um, you know, I do think that the water is clearing up in the Delta. I have seen some big stripers. Hopefully they're being released coming through. Guys have been catching more. It's like James said before, it's a live bait that's that's happening we got some great opportunities for sturgeon um in the delta we settled down after last weekend uh you mentioned that guys are really pushing the halibut window right now it's amazing you know there is just a lot of interest in fishing and pressure out there another place to go almond ore kicking out some beautiful brown trout right now and i saw people fishing in eagle lake again now that the uh open water if you can find open water, you'll catch some big fish at both of those lakes, two of the best lakes in California. Dave, we're going to have to bail out of here. As you know, it's running out of space. So thank you so much for your updates. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News. Thank you much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. You know, Kent, it's going to be a long week this week because I'm going to go someplace. I think I'm heading over to Bodega Bay for a couple of days. Have a Fill little the crab ice there. chest up. Well, Maryland's got a taste for crab coming nice. in. We got that... Uh, the Dixon Banquet's coming up, and then there's the Gun Owners of California right here at Citrus Heights. Yep, That's a big on. crab feed and tri-tip, and she can have all the crab she wants while I eat the cow. That's <laughs> generally the way it works. I hope you'll all get out and do something. I hope you'll participate and express your opinions to the Department of Fish and Wildlife, whatever they may be. And I hope you'll join us again right here next week and do it all over again. Until then, this is Seth. Tight lines, everybody. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors.